And there are some names that in the book of Psalms that King David has written, and I call them the you are Psalms. It says it a lot in the book of Psalms. God, you are my strength. God, you are my hope. I want to go through several scriptures tonight and show you what the name of God is and what we might need to call on God for in this season of life, no matter where you be at, whether you're on the mountain or in the valley, whether no matter what you're going through. But in the year of 2020, things are different. You know, people are working from home. You know, seeing your doctor is different. Your shopping is different. Staying in touch with loved ones and friends is different. Wearing a face mask, going to the movies is different. They're releasing movies on Disney Plus or whatever it is. Things are different this year. And things are different and th- some people might be in trouble financially. People don't know where to turn to. There are so many questions that people have right now in life. No matter where you're at, so many things are turbulent. Business are closing. The stock market's going up and down. There's serious economic concerns, especially for the future. You know, what is gas prices going to do, you know? Where are all these questions that we come from in life? No matter where we're at, we still have the word of God to be our rock. And this is what I want to go through tonight. Uh, No matter where you're at and and no matter what difficulty you may be going through, something that I titled this message is, When You Feel Anxious, Alone, and Afraid. What we should do when we feel anxious, alone, and afraid and the simple word is to pray. And uh, you, you, I, just, I just want to pray tonight. Father, your living word, allow it to touch our hearts tonight. Allow not my words, Father, but your words to come through to fill our hearts. And where we need to be refreshed, Father, I pray that your anointing be over this tonight. And allow it to touch our hearts in your holy name. Amen. I saw a conversation online through, it was a single mother who was um, reaching out. On a, it was a church forum or a Facebook, and she was asking, it's a lot easier to tell somebody to trust God, but it's a lot harder whenever you're in the same situation. This single mother, um, she didn't have, know where her next paycheck was coming from, and there was another Christian, obviously Christian lady, who was leading her and telling her what she needed to do, but it's so easy to tell somebody to just trust in God, but it's different when you don't know when your next paycheck is coming from. It's different whenever you just lost your job or you just lost a loved one. It's so different whenever it's really personal. Whenever the rubber meets the road, it's different, and it really, really hits home. But when you thought everything was stable, and it's not, when people are depressed, right now, do you know 11% of adults have thought of suicide right now because of COVID and because of the financial stress people are under or, you know, where they're at in life? Because of COVID and the, the IPV, uh, which is intimate personal violence, the, how they measure domestic violence is uh, through the roof right now, 40%. Um, 11% of adults have thought about seriously considered suicide, and that's the world we live in right now in America because of a virus because of the turbulence of whatever is going on in life. People need know people need to know who to turn to and when to turn to and who to call on when they're in that really hard moment in life. And this is what I want to tell you. Anytime life is painful, there are some psalms that we're going to go through tonight. We're going to go through five psalms and what what the names of God is. And this is something that I think that we can all grow in trusting our Father when we really dig into these scriptures. In Psalm 9, it says this, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Those who know the name of the Lord trust him. 
if you know the name of the Lord, the more you know somebody, the more you are going to trust them. If you don't know somebody, you're not, you're going to be hesitant to trust them. But it makes sense, doesn't it? You don't trust in somebody you don't know. And so what are the names of God? And some people will show you that there's, I think, I don't know how many names of the God in the Bible that there are, but El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty, Adonai, the Lord Master, or Yahweh, Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord that heals, or Elohim, which means God, or Jehovah Jireh, which is Lord will provide. I call my wife Katie. I call her beautiful. I call her my love. I call her my bride. And I call her some other names that nobody else is allowed to know and nobody else is allowed to call her except for me. But how you call somebody, the name that you call them defines the relationship that you have with that person. And it's very, very telling of what you call somebody. If you call me Ryan McRae, you're probably a telemarketer that's never heard my name before and just calling me, I'm trying to sell me something, right? If you call me associate administrative pastor, you probably go to Lakeshore Church. If you're you call me boss, you're probably one of my 18 employees with smart card that I take care of the luggage carts at the airport for my day job. If you call me McCrazy, you're probably one of my high school friends that I've been friends with for over 15 years, you know, in football. And if you call me daddy, I've probably told you countless bedtime stories and tell you I love you every night. But what we call somebody tells us a lot about the relationship. And what we call God tells us a lot about our relationship with him. Some people call him the big guy in the sky or the man upstairs. Jesus called him Abba in Aramaic. And, and Abba means daddy. I'm not saying that you should call God daddy. If you want to, absolutely. I remember um, just uh, at a prayer uh, meeting that we had with Intermix, I remember Amy, Amy Kimball now, she, she called God daddy. And I thought that was so awesome to be able to have that much of an intimate relationship, to know that that's who you're calling on. So what we call God reflects on how we know him. David said this, to those who know your name, trust in you. So what is his name? His name is this. You are, God, you are. His first attribute that I want to go over tonight is found in Psalm twenty-two, nineteen. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. When you are weak, God is made perfect in your weakness. His strength comes to you when you are weak. When you are weak, his strength is made perfect. God is your strength. God, who are you? He is your strength. In every weakness, you have an opportunity for you to experience God's strength, God's presence, and God's power. I don't know if I'm going to make it another day. I don't know where my next check's coming from. God, you are my strength. He is close to you, and he is your strength. When you're feeling overwhelmed, give God your weakness, and he will give you his strength. Those who know his name trust him. God, you are my strength. David also said this in Psalm 31.5, I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. When we are not faithful, when we let down the Lord, I can't tell you how many millions of times I've let down myself. The economy is going to let you down. People are going to let you down. Circumstances are going to let you down. And if you come up with a word, whatever word you want to call 2020, 2020 will let you down. 2021 is going to let you down. Who knows that 2021 might be worse than it is now? You know, nobody wants to hear that. Wait till 2021. Well, guess what? We don't know what's happening in 2021. 
But I can tell you this, the word of God stands true through time and history, that God said he is faithful. The good news is Paul said this, even when we are faithless, God is always faithful. God, you are my strength, and God, you are faithful. Who is God? He is your strength, and he is faithful. Psalm 65, 5 says this, You, God, you, God, you faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. Oh, God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth, even when those who sail on distant seas. God, you are my hope. When there is nothing to hope for, when, there, when the horizon looks very dark, God, you are my hope. We all know somebody right now who is looking for the fix, whether that is through addiction or the government, the vaccine, no matter what it is, they're looking for somebody. There's somebody is putting their hope and they will be let down because of they're putting their hope in man. You will be let down when you put yourself in your hope in man every single time because we are not perfect. Our hope is in the one all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present God who spoke the world into being. Isaiah said this. Isaiah said, those who hope in the Lord, he will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So many people right now are fainting because they don't know the Lord. So many people are dropping like flies. Whether that be emotionally, physically, mentally, People need the rock. People need to know who to call on in life. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And a storm came. Jesus said, a storm is going to come. He didn't say when the storm comes. He says when the storm will come. We have to know who to call on, whether we are being faith in faith calling upon the Lord or not having faith. He said, oh, you of little faith. He is always faithful. He is our strength. He is our hope. And he is our faithful father. Those who know God's name personally or intimately, they trust him. If you know God intimately and you know God more intimately, you will trust him in a deeper way. I pray that tonight that we grow in knowing our Lord in a, a special way tonight in, in, our, in our walks, that we grow. We need him now more than we ever have in the past. God, you are my strength. God, you are always faithful. And God, you are my hope. This is my favorite one of all the Psalms. Psalm 75.1 says this. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your faithful deeds. God is near to you. He says, come to me, all who are weary and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus says, every time you draw near to me, he will draw near to you. It's up to us. He stands at the door and knocks. He's a gentleman. He's not going to burst his way in. We have to open the door and allow him into our lives. By us coming to church, we're wanting to experience, this is a representation of coming to God. We are wanting to experience God in a more deeper and intimate way by meeting here as loved ones and, and, and brothers and sisters of Christ. So what do you call God? God, you are my strength. You are faithful. You are my hope. And God, you are near. God is near to you. Psalm 86, 5 says this. Oh, Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive. Not just ready to forgive. He is so ready to forgive. Thank you, Jesus, because you are so ready to forgive. He is so ready to forgive. He is so ready to forgive. Not just ready to forgive. He is so ready to forgive. So full of unfailing love for all who ask for help. 
know who to call on in life. God isn't just good, he is so good. Jesus said, even the unrighteous give good gifts. How much more would your heavenly father give you? If even the unrighteous know how to give gifts, good gifts to their children, how much more would a good and loving God want to give gifts to you? I did a funeral for one of my dad's best friends uh, recently uh, growing up, and I called him Uncle Wayne. And the whole, the whole, he died at the age of 55, and everybody was really shocked at how he died and why he died at so young. But I remember starting off the sermon with, or the eulogy with, God is good. In our bad times, and I just, I simply said this, God is good. I didn't say anything else. God is good. No matter what, we start our, you start, some churches start off, God is good, and all the time, God is good, you know. We start that off, but in our deepest and darkest moments in life, God is still good. He's good in the good times. He's good in the bad times in life. God isn't just ready to forgive. He is so ready to forgive. Whether you got in a fight with your family on, you know, before you came to church on a Sunday morning or you did something way worse, God is so ready to forgive. If we confess our sin, God said he is just to forgive us of our sins. He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Love isn't just what he does. It is who he is. God is love. Nothing you can do to get him to love you more and nothing you can do to get him to love you less. That is so profound and it's so true. There is absolutely nothing you can do to get him to love you less. That is amazing. Thank you, Jesus, for that. What do you call him? God, you are my strength. You are faithful. You are my hope. God, you are always near. And he is so ready to forgive. And he is so loving. Psalm 118 says this. This is the last you are psalm. It says, you are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. When you get anxious, when you're afraid, when you're alone. I remember on April 11th, 2016, I was driving through a neighborhood in Memphis working for uh, the Nielsen TV ratings. And I was uh, recruiting homes just out there. I was by myself. It's a lot of windshield time. And I remember coming, I was listening to a sermon that Pastor Brian had done from the previous Sunday. And I was at a really dark place in my life because I was searching for love in all the wrong places. I was getting drunk with my best friend five houses down from my old house like three, four times a week. And I remember being just just searching because I remember growing up and, and, and I was always so faithful to church. But I was searching and starting to look elsewhere and starting to doubt my faith. And I remember God bringing me to my knees at that moment because I was listening to a sermon. Pastor Brian had said, the next Sunday we're going to do a baptism service on April 16th, 2016. And I remember I just gave my heart again to the Lord. I confessed my sins and I said, Jesus, I'm yours. He, was, he called me from when I was a young uh, Royal Ranger at Royal Ranger camp. And I had gotten my, uh, you know, my prayer language when I was eight years old at a Royal Ranger camp. And he called me to be in ministry and to doing what I am now doing now, which I can't, still can't believe the, how and where the Lord has brought me in the last four years. But on April 17, 2016, I got rebaptized and I dedicated my life to the Lord. 
But when you feel anxious and alone, you have to know who to call on. I know who to call on because of my faith of growing up in church. Some people don't have the luxury of growing up in a church, in a church full. But I called him my God. It wasn't my mom's God. It wasn't my pastor's God. I then called him my Lord. I dedicated my heart to him as an adult and said, he is my God. He is my strength. He is my hope. And he is faithful. Call on him. Cry out to him. If you're hurting, tell him. If you're mad, tell him. I promise he's big enough to handle it. He wants to handle your heart. So much of the world doesn't come to God because they think it's a book of don'ts, of don't do this and don't do that. They don't realize it's a book of freedom. It's a book of love. And you become obedient to him because he loves you. You do it and you become more obedient to him because you experience more of his love. I'm convinced that he... He would rather you be honest with him than to walk away from him. Cry out to him. If you have anxiety, cast your cares on him. So how do you trust God when you feel anxious, alone, depressed, there's no money, the groceries in the house are getting low? Those who know God's name trust him. What we call someone tells us a lot about the relationship. And what you call God tells him how you know him. Whenever you feel, whatever you feel, But whenever you are weak, God is your strength. When the world feels unstable, God is always faithful. When you are anxious, unsure, afraid, God is your hope. When you feel isolated, hurting, and alone, God is near. And when you mess up and you fail and sin, God is so good. God is so ready to forgive. God is so full of unfailing love. He first showed us love by sending his son on a cross to die for our sins. That those who call upon his name, their names will be written in the Lamb's book of life. And our scripture here at church is John 10.10. He came to give you life more abundantly. Don't just talk to the big guy upstairs. Know that he is near. And when you call upon Jesus, you can declare that he is your God. If you know him like that, you can declare that he is your God. A lot of you have probably heard um, the story that I, in testimony that I have this year with my son, who was in the PICU for 12 days because we didn't know whether he was going to live or die based upon his sugars that he had. And I went through and I told my testimony um, to Living Word. I went and preached at uh, another church this past Sunday. And I just, the, 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 the testimony that each and every Christian has and that he gives you in life is to show God's glory and his love and his mercy and his truth to his word. There is not one word that turns void in the Bible. And God gives each and every one. Nobody can take away your testimony. Nobody can take away the thing that God has given you to spread his love and his light. I want to go through a couple more scriptures on how you can learn to trust God. Practically, what you can do in a few scriptures that you can put to test on how to trust God and, and scriptures that you can use in life to when you need to grow deeper and no matter what life throws at you, you can grow deeper in a relationship with him and know him more with a few of these scriptures. You don't just trust somebody you don't know, right? And that's the secret of learning to trust God. When someone says, trust me, we have one of two reactions. Either we can say, yes, I'll trust you, or why should I? 
In God's case, trusting him naturally follows when we understand why we should. Why should you trust God? The main reason we should trust God is that he is worthy of our trust. Unlike men, he never lies and he never fails to fulfill his promises. Numbers 23, 19 says this, God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and he will, he not do it. I know there's different versions up here. Or has he spoken and he will not fulfill it. Every single word in the Bible proves to be true. The greatest minds in history have tried to disprove the Bible. There is not one single piece of evidence that takes the, the canon that we call the 66 books of the Bible and all the letters that are written. There is not one single thing or statement in the Bible that is not proven to be true. As a matter of fact, the other thing, science has been proven wrong over and over again. At one time, the Bible statement said that nothing is lighter than air or there is things that are lighter than air and science said that's not true air is the lightest thing it's not true we have helium now we know that we didn't know that however many years ago unlike men he has the power to bring to pass what he plans and purposes to do the Lord is going to do what the Lord is going to do no matter what Isaiah 14 24 says this the Lord of hosts has sworn as I have planned so shall it be And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. You can trust him. He already has a plan for your life, Jeremiah 29, 11, right? He already has a plan, a good, holy plan for your life. But the more we trust him, the more we get into his will. Which is why it's so important for him to be the Lord of our life. And for us to call him Lord and to... to, take up our cross daily and surrender ourselves daily to his will. And if you do that, this is what scripture says. It says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Each and every one of you have a purpose that God has given you in a destiny that he needs only you to fulfill. You have influence in your friends, your family, your children, cousins, lives that only you can touch certain parts of people's lives. People need to feel God's love now more than ever. But God says, if you trust me, all things will work together for your good. If we endeavor to know God and his word, he will see that he, you will see that he is worthy of our trust. We can learn to trust God as we see how he has proven himself to be trustworthy in the lives and the lives of others. First King 8:56 says this. Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people. Israel according to all that he promised, not one word has failed of all his good promise which he spoke by Moses his servant. Every every Christian has a personal testimony that they can give. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, and comfort us with the peace that passes all understanding as we run to the race he has planned for us. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Sometimes we read these scriptures and we know them by heart. We can recite them. We know them. If you've been in church for any bit of time, there's a lot of things that you can just glance over. But it says to lay aside the weight. Let it say it, lay aside every weight that hinders you on the race. That means getting to know God closer and letting go and repenting, turning away from our old lives and dropping and not picking back up anything else that may hinder us while we continue to grow in our relationship with Jesus. Psalm 100 says this, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. His steadfast love to all endures forever and to his faithfulness to all generations. It's one of my favorite scriptures. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Isaiah 25.1 says this, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful, and sure. Another reason to trust God is that there is no sensible alternative to not trust him. People find it difficult to trust God because they don't know him. They don't know his name. They have not called upon him. They find it difficult to trust somebody they don't know. You don't trust somebody you don't know. And the more you know them, the more you can trust them. The more you know his character and his personality, the more you grow in a relationship with him, you understand that he is faithful and good. He is your strength. You can't put your trust in man. What we call someone tells us so much about the relationship. And what you call God, I believe God is wanting to tonight and in just this church in general is he wants you to grow more intimate in a relationship with him. He needs you to grow deeper. Who knows what 2021 has to offer? Who knows what tomorrow has to offer? Pastor Brian was reminding me again of something today as he's, um, you know, struggling with some family members that are sick right now. And, you know, he says to his sermon that he talked about just a couple of weeks ago, you can't add anything to your life by worrying. There is nothing that you can do by worrying. You have to put your trust in the Lord. You have to learn that. And then that's where freedom exists when you can let go of that. There is true freedom in what Scripture says in the Word. So I don't know wherever you are today, if you're hurting or if you're afraid and you're a believer and you just want God to come into your heart and grow in a more intimate relationship with him, I want you to study these scriptures. I want you to look in the Bible on what your name for God is. I want you to reach out to him in a special way in your secret place, in your prayer room, and get to know him on a special level because I know that the Lord is wanting to answer prayers, but we need to ask him certain things and we need to grow in 
to know the needs and the love of what the Father's heart is. And the more you talk to him, the more you get close to him, the more you understand and know his heart. You know, I, uh, uh, Chris Callahan, he, uh, when I was going through the Freedom at Church of the King, I, there was a good program um, that uh, the small group that I was going through, but he, I remember this one thing he told me in one of the one of the things one of the Bible studies I went to, and he said he when he talks to God he opened he lifts up his hands and he just has a posture of receiving from the Lord, you know he he opens up and I mean, he just Lord I am here and he sits there and waits for the Lord to just speak to him once he's talking to God and in your secret place and in your place that you go to pray I just say posture yourself to receive from God what He wants to tell you put your posture in a position of receiving from the Lord, physically, mentally, spiritually. They said this would happen. They said when you're starting out preaching that you'd run out of notes, and I don't have any more notes to go through. (laughs) And we're 15 minutes early. That's, that's right. It happened to them, too. <laughs> my, pops, my, my father-in-law is tapping on his watch said, speed it up, boy. <laughs> but where, wherever you're at in your, your walk with Jesus, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their head. And I just want us to pray right now to, to our Father, our King. No matter wherever you're at today, if you're hurting, you're afraid, and you say, yes, I'm a believer. I want to trust God more intimately. You may just slip slip up your hand right now. If you want a more intimate relationship with Jesus, just slip up your hand right now. I see your hand. I see your hand. Room Hands going up all around the room. Dear Heavenly Father, tonight we ask that you fill this need, Father, that we need. God, I just pray that something from your word would stick to our hearts tonight. One of your unfailing attributes, your goodness, your faithfulness, your presence, your grace, God, help us to know you more intimately so we could trust you even more completely. God, for so many who are hurting, who may feel, who may find peace in your presence, a peace that goes beyond our human ability to understand, as you keep praying today, I realize some of you may be watching online or maybe some of you here. Maybe this isn't something normal that you do, but this isn't a normal time that we live in either. And you recognize you need something different. Maybe there's something that you need that is not a security in this world, but maybe it's a spiritual security, and you need to know who Jesus is. He is the Son of God. He was made perfect in every way. He shed his innocent blood on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins. He gave his life. Our God, who was always faithful, raised him from the dead so that anyone that includes you who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God is not just good, he is so good. He is not just ready to forgive, he is so ready to forgive. He is loving, he is so loving. And at this moment, wherever you are watching, those of you who recognize him, he may be somebody else's God, but he's not yours yet. I want you to say this. Jesus, I turn to you. I give you my life. Just lift your hands right now. And pray this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, please forgive my sins. Jesus, I put my trust in you. Would you be my Savior? I want to know your goodness, your grace, and your love. Fill me with your spirit so I can trust in you.
Dear Father, tonight is yours, Jesus, and I pray right now that if anybody ever calls upon your name, that it says that all of heaven rejoices. Father, if anybody has called upon your name tonight, Jesus, it says to deny me before men and I will deny you before my Father. Father, I pray that they reveal themselves in front of us and, Father, they say that they have admitted you as their king. And, Father, I I pray right now, Jesus, for anybody who is hurting and is anxious in life right now that your arms be wrapped around them. Father, we just want to grow closer to you tonight. And we just say that right now, as we close out this year of 2020, Father, our hearts, we want to be closer to you than we've ever gone before. Jesus, we love you so much. In your holy, precious name, amen.